Good morning, everyone. This is Jeffy Kennedy. I'm here with my first cup of coffee. For those of you who listened last year, you'll be able to hear the crow fountain in the background. Got the crows set up this weekend. Got all my plants moved outside. Bought some hanging plants. Our uh, governor loosened the restrictions on private nurseries so that you could go and, uh, you know, still with all the social distancing rules, but you could go to the private nursery and get stuff <clears throat> instead of to the big box stores, which had been open, you know. It wasn't really fair to the local businesses, and I wasn't, you guys knew, wasn't excited about giving my money to Lowe's or Home Depot. Coffee tastes good this morning. It does every morning, doesn't it? It's a little bit cool. I'm not on the east side of the house, and it's um, a little bit of an overcast. So, but I'm wearing a sleeveless dress, so I suppose I get what I get, huh? So, for those of you who follow me on Instagram, <laughs> you saw the pictures. Uh, so, what happened was. I went into the nursery, Newman's nursery, to get some hanging baskets. And David asked me which car was I going to take. And I said, well, I'll take the Highlander, who um, was my mom's car, Toyota Highlander from 2001, named Nessie because of Highlander, right? She named her Nessie. <laughs> so I said, well, I'll take Nessie since... Uh, I was going to get the hanging baskets and stuff. You know, I always end, a lot of times I end up taking the jag and then just kind of wedging them in there. And I could tell everybody's kind of amused by me, but whatever. But I thought, well, you know, might as well take Nessie since she'd been sitting there and weren't using her. So I drove into town and got to the nursery center. And there were a couple people standing in line out front at the six-foot distances. So I went and stood in line. And I left my phone in the car because I've been trying not to drag in more stuff into places that I have to wipe down after, you know. And so I just left my phone in the car. And I went, got in line, and I was like one person behind. And the girl said, can I help you? And I said, yes, I'm here to buy some hanging baskets. And she said, oh, okay. She said, so you can just go around the back to the open garden area and pick out what you want and then bring it back here and this is where you'll pay. I said, okay, great. So the reason I give it to you in this detail is that's how much time it was. So then I turn around and start walking around to the side to go to the back garden area. And these guys walking through the parking lot are yelling, hey, look at that car. It's got smoke coming out from under the hood. And I look, and it's my car. <laughs> it's Nessie. And so I go running over there, and those guys, and they say, you know, they're like, is it your car? And I said, yes. And I unlock it and open the door. And they said, well, can you pop the hood? I said, well, should I open the hood, do you think? Because I've had an engine fire before. And when you open the hood, it makes the flames roar up. But it was clearly burning. So they said, yeah, open the hood. And I... So I reached inside and I grabbed my phone because <laughs> it wasn't entirely, oh my God, I don't want to lose a phone, but it was like, I am going to need this phone. 
when they're like, oh, hurry and step back. I'm like, oh, it's not going to explode. So I grab my phone, pop the hood. And these uh, couple of guys, couple of Hispanic guys, they were really helpful. Wearing their masks, being dutiful citizens. And the uh, nursery owner came running out and used his fire extinguisher to put out the flames. And I was, meanwhile, calling the fire department. And they sure do ask a lot of questions, like seemingly irrelevant questions. By the time they got around to asking me how high were the flames in the engine, they were out. And I said as much. And they said, well, we're sending the fire engine anyway, which I figured. So fire engine arrived. I'd, I'd already said thank you to the owner and the guys and the fire engine arrived. And they checked it out, took a photo of my registration the one of the firemen and yes for all of you wondering they were all young and handsome they all seemed very young to me but and they all had face masks dangling around their necks but none of them were wearing their face masks i was wearing my face mask so uh, one asked me was my registration on the glove compartment and i said yes and he said okay i'm just going to pull it out and take a photo of it and so he went and did that, and they disconnected the wires from the battery. And they said, okay, well, it's not a danger, and so now it's just up to you if you want to get it towed somewhere or what. So we only have liability on that car because it is so old. <clears throat> and we were getting to the point of vanishing returns um, where, you know, like each repair we were sort of weighing, is it worth to put money back into this car Um which isn't worth nearly so much money. So, you know, it, it wasn't surprise. It was uh, a little bit alarming <laughs> the way it happened. Oh, and I've left out the most critical piece. When we popped the hood, there were mounds of dried choya and grasses and other detritus packed into the engine. We could actually, when it was burning, see flames coming out the bottom too. So it was all packed into the engine, which means that the pack rat took all of that stuff that I pulled out of the pack rat nest. So this is like a, a long choose your adventure story, right? Because you've been hearing the saga of the pack rat for so long. Well, all of that stuff I had pulled out of the pack rat nest and I had piled up outside the gate. And David was gradually dealing with it for me. Uh, but apparently the pack rat was also taking a whole lot of it and packing it into the car. Which is something they do, but we hadn't had a problem with it in so long that we'd both kind of forgotten about it. Plus, we'd been driving Nessie fairly regularly. Because that was one thing one of the guys asked. They're like, well, how long has that car been sitting there? And I'm like, you know, a couple weeks. It's been, it has not been that long since we drove it. In fact, David just drove it last week to take stuff out to the transfer station but i think the biggest difference was that getting those wires chewed on and those sparked probably my drive heated it up enough or sparked it up so the engine is melted um even like the edge of the battery is melted and everything i mean it's bad so 
I, you know, I ended up having to call David to get me. I did, I got on the phone with my insurance and then I went and got my damn plants <laughs> and David brought me home and the car is still sitting there because, because of the pandemic, we had to wait till today to talk to the insurance adjuster and probably just going to have it towed to a salvage yard and see what we can get for a salvage because I think we would have to replace most of the engine and it's not going to be worth it. So, we are calling it Revenge of the Pack Rat. Um, and I'm sorry, library addict, it is absolutely the Secret Garden Pack Rat. And David has considered this to be a uh, attempted murder. So the Pack Rat's going to go. And he set out the live trap last night with some peanut butter and he trapped the Pack Rat. And I took a photo of it for you guys. So, the pack rat is going to be relocated a substantial distance away. And David's going to handle that this morning. So, hopefully this will be the end of the, uh, the pack rat shenanigans. There may be more. Um, usually they're solitary, but we'll, we'll see. So, um, that was exciting. <laughs> Um, I guess, you know, at least we're, we can't take the kayaks out anywhere because all the state parks are closed and they're encouraging people not to, you know, do go out on the lakes anyway, because it's a, you know, then puts our first responders in jeopardy and so forth. So, um, at least we're not weeping over not being able to take the kayaks out because we couldn't take them out anyway. And we'll make some decisions from here. I think we might look for a inexpensive uh, pickup truck of some sort. It doesn't have to be cute. Something that might be a little bit easier to load the kayaks into. <coughs> Excuse me. So, and then I feel like this, this is, should have been the lead, but it kind of got buried under the pack rat murder attempt. <laughs> uh, but I did finish The Promised Queen. Yay! I finished it Friday afternoon. It came out at 118,489 words. Well, so, and I know that there's a few things I need to flesh out. Maybe Jenny will find some things to trim or cut. Um, I don't know if she wanted to keep it below 119 for the draft so that we have a little bit of room after that. Kareen stayed up till 3.30 in the morning reading it. So she said it was really good. And because she couldn't put it down. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, I pushed through and finished it on Friday um, I don't remember how many words I got in on Friday, but I finished it in the afternoon and sent it off, and it was good. I know that there's a little, there's a few holes in the ending, and it needs a bit of fleshing there. But I was I was tired, and I figured I needed some distance. So that's very exciting um, to celebrate on Friday evening. We got takeout from Harry's Roadhouse, one of our favorite places that's nearby. 
And it was kind of funny because they'd said to call from the parking lot. And Harry's hasn't been doing this so long. Like when we went to Rio Chama, they had this really down to um, a science. You know, they said call from the parking lot and they would bring it out and it, you know, the pull up behind. And I talked about it on here, I think. And, and it all went really well. So Harry's, I get there and call from the parking lot. And at first the guy can't find my order. And I ordered online and paid online. And that was very slick. That whole system was really slick. It was nice. You could go through and select your choices and from their daily specials. That was great. And so then he found it and he said, oh, yeah, yeah, just come on up to the window. And so I look over and there were a few people sort of milling around by the front door, um, not observing social distance very well. So I was like, eh, I don't want to go hang out with the gate lice, but... So I go up, and there's a, I don't know what you call those things, you know, like the rope between the poles going vertically up the sidewalk. And on, and there's two signs with arrows. And on the one side, on the left side, it says, um, if you paid online, and on the other is like paying in person. And there's like five people in the pay online, or pay in person, and nobody's in the pay online. And I'm like, well, hey, you know, great that I paid online. So I walk up there, and the, woman leans out the window and she said there are people standing in line um (laughs) you know and like totally shaming me and i was i was not happy because you know i am not a line jumper and i said but i and she's like you have to go to the back of the line so i go to the back of the line and i wait while people pay and then i get up there and and then she's all chirpy. And she's like, oh, let me see if I can find your order. And I give her my name again because I did the first time. And she gives it to me. And she's like, thanks so much. You know, and, and when I paid online, I did an 18% tip too, which I wouldn't normally do for like a counter or window service, but I was trying to be supportive. Um, and so, the, you know, she's like, thank you. I don't know if she like saw the tip on there or what. And I know this gal, too. She's um, one of the hostesses. She's an older lady, um, probably my age, by that I mean. And she's always cranky, always. So she gives me the bag, you know, thank you. And I said, so, and I point to the line, empty line next to me, and I said, so do you guys not want us to use this side? And, and she goes, oh, no, no, that's where, where you should go if you paid online. And I'm like, because you told me to go to the back of the line. And she goes, I know, I know, I was wrong. <laughs> it's like, yeah, okay. It wasn't exactly an apology, an admission of guilt, perhaps. But so uh, that was my, uh, she harshed my buzz a little bit, you guys. But I guess everybody's under stress, right? Except that this gal is like, I don't know why she's a hostess in a restaurant. It seems like the worst job possible for her because she is the antithesis of grace under pressure. And that's a busy place with a high turnover. You know, it's a lot of people coming and going all the time. So, um, yesterday I did, you know, more stuff to clean up the garden, got the rest of my plants outside, got the house clean and the laundry done and all of that. And today, I haven't decided exactly what I'm going to do. I'm going to go online and post this. And then 
our, our ragweed has gone into bloom now, so I'm in for a little boost on the allergy response. We've got some um, business to deal with, obviously, with talking to the insurance adjuster and a couple of other things. So I'll probably do those things. And I might write some nonfiction like I was talking about. I need to write some blog posts and so forth. I also need to answer some emails. Um, I may take some of the day off. <laughs> I might just sit and uh, do some reading, maybe do some gardening. It's occurred to me that I really should paint the portal this week uh, before the wisteria vine really gets into leaf. This is my window of opportunity. So I think I'm probably going to try to get that done. So uh, I hope you all are having... Mm, I should add in one more thing, because when I was driving into town before the pack rat attack, I was catching up on Leslie Penelope's podcast, and she was talking about getting overdone on online events. And I thought, I wanted to mention that that's happening to me too. It's just starting to feel like a little much. And so there were a couple of different things that I was supposed to do. Um, one was at 4 o'clock on Saturday afternoon. You know, and by then that was like post-pack rat and all of that stuff. And all I wanted to do was sit in the gray barber with a glass of wine in my book. I'm still reading A Discovery of Witches, and I'm liking it. I'm liking it a lot. So... I, I decided I'm not, I don't want to come in from my beautiful grape barber and go to this online party. So I didn't. I blew it off. And then Sunday afternoon, there were a couple of things that I was supposed to do again. And I just decided I just didn't want to. I don't, I'm tired of being on the screen. Uh, so I think that that's a very definite thing that there's an exhaustion setting in on that. It doesn't really replace, it, it's been good to have, but it doesn't really replace human society. So, um, I hope that you all are holding up okay. I know some people are still really struggling with mood and so forth. Um, I wish you the opportunity to get outside. I do think that we are getting near the end of the tunnel here. Uh, we won't go back completely to normal, but there will be a lot of um, a lot of things that we can do again. So, chin up and take care. Uh, first cup of coffee is part of the Frolic Media Podcast Network, and you'll find other podcasts you'll love at frolic.media/podcasts. And I will talk to you all tomorrow. Take care. Bye bye. <laughs>